Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and today we are late. Luckily, not our periods, because let me tell you, I've been PMSing like a mother trucker. I'm going to do a solo episode today because I miss you guys, and we need to chat. We have a lot of things to talk about. We have a lot to dive into, so let's get started with best mood and worst mood of the week. So obviously, as you guys could tell, this podcast was late this week, like I literally just said, and that you you literally noticed because it didn't pop up in your subscription on Wednesday. And you'd think after talking to Danielle last week, I would have been more motivated to stay on top of things since she's so incredible at doing that. I did think about it. It did cross my mind. But let me tell you, I was a wreck yesterday. I had like a total mental breakdown, like very spur of the moment. Usually mine are like very built up. It's kind of like we see them coming. It's like, Lauren, if you don't manage this, it's going to get bad. But it was just one of those things where I think sometimes if I'm anxious for so long I just get depressed to be honest I mean I'm someone that struggles with obviously actual anxiety and depression I like to remind people that I'm not using them as placeholder words to sound more dramatic I mean them very seriously I had just definitely been feeling I do not do well with change and I do not do well with uncertainty hence anxiety but if I don't manage these things correctly I can fall down a hole of depression and it was very confusing when I was younger because I wasn't familiar with anxiety and now it's definitely easier to spot but that doesn't mean it's always easy to just jump from my worst mood to my best mood and so I found it interesting this week that my worst mood wasn't just like a day it was honestly like quite a few days and I think the good thing about having tools like I always say is you know, I'm able to kind of get myself out of those moods. And for some reason, the combination of my period this month, which sorry if that's TMI, but I mean, I'm assuming we're all gals here. And if we're not, you're at least comfortable with me saying period as you should be, because why do you guys not understand how horrible periods are? It's like, do they not understand that we have to do this shit once a fucking month? This is brutal. So the time of the month of this month plus just already kind of being down in the dumps was a nightmare. Let me tell you, a combination of being so sensitive, I cried five times on Monday, and then I just got the worst stomach and back pain ever. So I was like physically uncomfortable. I was like emotionally just unmotivated, drained, sad, sensitive. It was truly the worst mood. And I know that a lot of times my worst mood is 
anxious and stuff, but it's like, at least I can kind of function when I'm anxious until it gets to this point when it's like very debilitating, which I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's like shocking to me. I'm pretty unhinged most of my life, but that's why I have a podcast called mood. Cause I'm a moody bitch. So yeah, my worst mood was honestly just the scary feeling of being so down that you're unmotivated and you don't even want to use the tools that you know you have. I think obviously I needed to honor my feelings, but I think also just being in that kind of like physical pain and just like meh mood. I was just like, fuck this, fuck everything. I'm going to cry. I'm probably going to cry again. And let me tell you, the heating pad really started to turn things around. So my best mood started with the heating pad. My mom kept saying, you need the heating pad. You should get the heating pad out. And I was just tossing and turning just like in so much pain. And... (laughs) And I don't even usually get bad periods. Like this is just, this is mind blowing to me. And if you go through this every month, I don't know how you live because this is not normal for me. Usually my birth control keeps it under control. But once I found that heating pad, the relief was gorgeous. It was fabulous. It was fantastic. And the only thing I could focus on this whole week, and I know it's so shallow, but hear me out it is the little motherfucking things in life right now the small joys we can grab onto some of them are more meaningful and some of them are a little shallow so let me hit you with the shallow ones right now my best mood was knowing that this week was the week it was the week i got my motherfucking hair done you bet Should my best mood be defined about getting highlights in my hair? No, I know that. I'm too smart for that. But did it make me feel amazing? One hundo P. I literally had a dream on Sunday night about getting Botox in my hair done and I couldn't get to the appointment and I was late and I was running around in slow motion. Like that's how much this was in my mind. But it's true. Your girl finally got out of the house, went to the salons, did the damn thing. It's just sometimes you feel so far removed from yourself that your outside really does affect your inside. And so as much as you're working on your inside, the outside really just kind of seeps in. You know what I mean? So my best mood was taking the steps, okay, we're going to put this in nice terms, to give myself some mood boosters about myself. Because sometimes you feel so shitty and you need to treat yourself. You need to be nice to yourself. You need to make yourself feel nice. You want to look in the mirror and give yourself a compliment. And sometimes you just get to the point when you've been locked up inside for so long that you don't really have any compliments left to give yourself in the mirror. And that's sad. I really have just been not in the mood to do much lately. I'm not feeling 100%, but at least like doing small things that make me feel myself again is a nice little mood booster and it's a nice little best mood. It's, it's you know, it's the little things in life. Luckily, I do have some more mood boosters for this week because I'm not going to just recommend you all go get your hair done, which I do. I really do. It's a nice little mood booster if I do say so myself. But Mood Boosters is brought to you by Maxbone and I have been the biggest fan of Maxbone for forever. I've had Stella for what, like five years and she has been 
rocking Max Bone since she was just a little girl. What can I say? I started her young. If you guys don't know Max Bone and you have dogs, what are you doing? It's literally the modern pet destination for the modern pet lover. That doesn't sum me up. I don't know what does. It's really the brand that bridges the gap between dogs and people, offering products that fit with your personal style and lifestyle, which is what I'm all about. I love my dogs and I want them to just like be dog versions of me. I want their bed to match my bed. I want their leash to match my outfit. What can I say? I'm a helicopter mom and I just have a very specific aesthetic, okay? The online pet category is really difficult to navigate, especially as our shopping behaviors and expectations are always changing. And every item from Maxbone comes with a personal guarantee and support from Maxbone's customer service team. So what I got from Maxbone this time around, because I've always had Maxbone stuff to be completely honest, I got a bed that literally my dogs are actually obsessed with and I was so shocked I decided to put it in my room this time because not only is it like so cute and I just thought it looked good in my room I wanted maybe the dogs to like play with toys and stuff more on the bed not on my bed you know what I mean so it was a little selfish but I mean the whole thing is selfish because it looks cute it matches my room it's not like I was like hey do you guys like this I ordered the bed okay so I got the Thelma bed and it's like a chic modern bed that has this like sleek gray cover and a handle for easy movement it really just matches my aesthetic it's like puffy it just honestly it looks like something I would buy for myself but it's a dog bed the cover is removable and easy to wash because my dogs um need that not that they're not perfectly drained or anything (laughs) and then I got the Theo leash which is like a buttery soft leather neutral neutral colored leash perfect for walking around you guys know I love neutral colors and I like to keep all my dog stuff neutral so I really really love all of their styles that they have they literally have like the cutest beds toys leashes collars just everything you need for your dog I also got them the turkey treats which are these really healthy and tasty snacks for the dog they're really really high quality they're human grade and they have sustainable ingredients they're low calorie because you know Stella's on a little bit of a diet but they are they're really simple ingredients they're turkey peanut butter banana oat flour and chia seeds so totally human grade we are absolutely obsessed with the max bone stuff the dogs love their bed so much I'm so excited about the new max bone items I have in my home and if you love good quality and modern designs I really think you will be excited when you see these products just go to max-bone.com today and use the coupon mood 20 for 20 percent off your first order I have a few more mood boosters this week my first one is a little bit of skincare stuff I've been really working hard on clearing up my skin and I mentioned this in my what I'm currently loving video I do those like once a month now on my youtube channel you can go to youtube.com slash love lauren elizabeth basically you guys know that I've been struggling with breakouts and I just kind of finally hit my wall a little bit and I wanted to really make sure that I was doing everything that I could and so I explain it more in my video but I've been using Biba skincare which was recommended to me by friends she has her own products and you guys know I'm a sucker for esthetician products because I feel like a lot of just like heart and soul and knowledge goes into those and I'm really loving the products that I'm using from her because I got one specifically for acne so I'm really focusing on clearing up these little bumps on my face right now and she has this acne gel and if you have serious acne like this is it she has like different variations of it I'm using like the lowest dose of it right now but it has seriously cleared up my skin completely the only thing left are these little bumps what's great about Biba is if you are interested in getting like this non-comedogenic skincare 
and really clearing up your skin, she is so hands-on. So not only do you get like these really, really specific outlined instructions on how to use her acne products, you can also email her with questions. So I kind of emailed her the other day and I was just like, hey, I've been using your products. I just wanted to know if I'm using this correctly because I have these little bumps and they're not necessarily acne. And I want to make sure that the acne gel is going to get them to go away. And she was really transparent with me. And she was just like, listen, if you don't cut out this, this, and this from your life and your skincare and your shampoo and just like anything you put on your body, those things are going to keep coming back no matter what products you use. And so I was just like, listen, I'm at this point where I have had acne for so long now. I'm kind of just ready to do it. So I've cut out a lot of the pore clogging ingredients that aren't necessarily advertised. There's like a checker that you can use online and there's a lot more in your products than you'd think. And I'm doing a deep dive into makeup next to make sure I don't have pore clogging makeup, which is obviously really, really tricky, but I'm trying to do as much research as I can. If you want the link to the website where you can check your ingredients for the pore clogging stuff, it's all laid out of my video, not to like beat a dead horse, but it just, it's the truth. And what she said I had to do is I had to cut out sugar and dairy. So that's going to be the hardest thing for me. And I think honestly, that's why my skin has gotten so bad is because I have been eating so much sugar in 2020. It's absolutely crazy. Definitely something I could cut back on for the sake of my skin. So I'll keep you guys updated if this completely clears up my skin. I mean, I'm really, really happy with it right now, but the bumps really, really bother me. Even though you can't see them totally, I can feel them. If you struggle with acne and you really want some like hands-on email support and approach and stuff like that, I would highly recommend and checking out Biba Beauty. It's B-I-B-A. I'm really excited to like kind of go down this rabbit hole. I love going down different rabbit holes. I love trying new things. So I'm really excited about that. My next mood booster is trying to make myself feel better about the world opening back up by <laughs> leaning into fashion. And I have been looking for just like perfect summer dresses and summer sandals. I just am at that point where I don't really want to put on jeans and I feel like I still need to get back on track with working out and stuff. Up and I'm like, what better way to just feel comfortable and make a nice transition from sweatpants is just to put on like a comfy dress. You know what I mean? So I've been doing a lot of retail therapy and finding just kind of like my perfect wardrobe for summer. I got the cutest, cutest sale dresses from Aritzia. Everything is on sale right now. I mentioned on the podcast weeks ago, their last sale. So go on again. They have tons of amazing stuff. I got like three neutral dresses that I feel like are absolutely perfect. They're just what I was craving. And then I got two pairs of sandals. If you saw my Instagram, it's just little things like that. Like if you're a shopper and a fashion lover like me, it's a total mood booster to make you feel like, okay, I have something to wear out of the house. Now I have confidence leaving the house for the first time. I want to go out. That's kind of where I'm at because besides that, I'm not really ready to leave my house. My next mood booster is social media breaks. And I know there's a lot being thrown at you guys on social media right now. And I know that it can easily make you feel really guilty to want to take a social media break. And I think the way that I've been thinking about it is there is so much that I could be doing for the world. But if I'm not actually doing the work behind the scenes, like 
there's no point of even posting anything on social media. It's not necessarily that I'm trying to take a break from something specific on social media, to be completely honest. It's more so just like having my hands in my phone and like not connecting with the people around me. And sometimes when I do get really excited about fashion and shopping and stuff, I just like go down a rabbit hole of like, oh my God, I need every summer dress ever. And I lose sight of like what I really feel comfortable wearing. Like it's some, it's stuff that's like so stupid, but not because it does have an effect on like how you think and view the world. I think a mood booster really has been setting my phone down more and trying to kind of focus on myself a little bit more in terms of taking care of myself because it's so easy to lose sight of like your self-care and your routines and all that stuff. I'm so guilty of it. And so for me, the social media breaks have really just been like, why am I scrolling so much? What am I really looking for? I know what I need to do behind the scenes and my family's here like the sun is shining like why don't I just kind of like focus on what's right in front of me when I'm feeling more overwhelmed and maybe down. Something that really resonated with me was rest up to show up and I feel like it applies to every single facet of our lives. It's like you can't be the best version of yourself at work in your relationship with your family with your friends just anything you're doing if you're not taking care of yourself. So I feel like it's really really easy We always say to compare yourself to people on social media. It's really easy to just feel so many emotions because of your phone. And so truly a big mood booster, especially as things are opening back up. You might be getting FOMO. You might be getting anxious about the world opening back up. Whatever it is you're feeling, I think it's really good to recognize that a mood booster is actually putting your phone away for a little bit and it will make you feel better. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Don't you worry. But the first thing I want to mention before we jump into a mini topic today is ship because a total mood booster for me and my friends has been matching our two single friends on ship we (laughs) have literally been out of control you have no idea everyone's partaking in virtual dates and happy hours but the zoom fatigue is getting real i've got something new for you guys to try out with your friends on the dating app ship s-h-i-p you've heard me talk about ship before it's a dating app that's actually fun to be on because instead of swiping alone on your couch you can recruit your friends co-workers family etc to help set you up ship recently launched ship party a first of its kind feature on their app which lets you and your friends swipe on dating profiles together live over video ship mimics the feeling of hanging out with your friends at a bar scoping people out and just having a fun time IRL because whether you're still in the queue or have long distance friendships you can now get your besties opinion in real time if you listen to that advice or not it's up to you but at least you're having fun while doing it ship has made it even easier for you to help each other navigate dating virtually download ship in the app store today and invite your friends to join your ship party because finding a date is better with the help of your friends, especially when you can do it live and in real time. Today's mini topic, mini current mood, is all about the world opening back up, re-entering the world, and instead of having FOMO, now we have FOGO, fear of going out. We all used to have fear of missing out, now we have fear of going out. You might not be experiencing this. However, you are not in the majority right now because I posted on my Instagram story and I said, what is everyone's current mood? And literally all of you guys said the same thing 
thing. And I like to always tell you guys this because I want you to remember like you're not alone. Like you're not feeling this alone. It's not just you. You're not crazy. You are okay. You are not alone. Your feelings are valid. So for me personally, I would say I definitely have FOGO right now. I'm gonna say it. My name is Lauren. I have FOGO. And I think let's break it down really quick. First things first, we've been stuck in our houses. We all have these new routines. We have these new normals. All of a sudden, we're just expected to go back to normal life. Well, okay, normal life doesn't exist anymore. And also, like, we're kind of used to what we have been doing. Of course, we want the freedom to leave our house. Like, of course, we miss doing certain things. But like, that doesn't mean we're not used to what we've been doing for the past few months. Then the other part is like, we don't really necessarily know what's going on outside because our are the places safe? Is the virus gonna come and get us? Like there are just so many factors. So not only is it like, oh, like a social anxiety thing, but it's also like, wait, can I still get sick? Am I still gonna get this person sick? How safe? Wash your hands, wear a mask. Like there's so much stuff. And I think the biggest thing when states started reopening was like, oh, okay, like let's all go. And what I've at least noticed is I was having a fear of like, oh, now I have to go to all these restaurants and bars and places and everything's going back to normal. And I just have to get over my anxiety of just like leaving the house. But then I started going out in public and I'm like, wait, it is not normal out there at all. I left my house twice in the past two days and I had to get my temperature taken both times I left like to get into the place I was going. So it's not like these experiences are normal. I know a lot of places are making you take your temperature. Obviously, you're required to wear a face mask. A lot of restaurants are making you leave after a certain amount of time. You can't stand at the hostess. Like a lot of the times you go out for the ambiance and for the freedom and just to be able to do whatever you want. And that just like simply doesn't exist right now. And I think I'm leaning a little more toward the side of like stay safe a little selfishly. Like I'm very self-aware in the way of I know it's selfish of me to be like, whoa, 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 be careful because part of me just like also doesn't want to leave because I have social anxiety. But I do miss the freedom of being able to do what I want, of being able to go run to the store to get something instead of having to figure out how to buy it online or whatever. But when then you realize when you go there and you're masked up and it's not as open as you thought it was and you can't touch anything and blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, why didn't I just order this online? So I think the world is just really weird right now. And I think it's going to be weird for a long time in terms of this virus. I think that for me personally, I've kept saying, you know, I don't want to be the guinea pig. Like, I don't want to go out there and just bust out of the queue and be like, well, fingers crossed. Like, I'm definitely playing it on the safe side. I'm a firm believer in better safe than sorry. But I think the bigger conversation, of course, is just like our mental health, right? isn't it always? And I think a lot of us are just feeling super depressed, super anxious, super uncertain, confused, all of that stuff. And I think the main thing we have to remember is that as the world opens back up, it is okay to not feel just ready to jump at it. Like it's okay. A lot of us have lost a lot of things. A lot of us have really used this time to look inward and reevaluate what makes us happy, what we care about, what we're grateful for, what no longer serves us. And I think you have to remember that this time has changed us. And 
there's a lot of things that's changed negatively and there's a lot of things that it's changed us and our souls and in our hearts for the better. And you have to remember as the world opens back up that you don't have to go back to the old version of yourself. You don't have to do something radical either. You just have to remember that all of this stuff happened and is still kind of happening and you don't have to be so hard on yourself. You have to take things at your own pace. The same you would if none of this happened. You have to really be gentle with yourself and be kind to yourself some people have fear of missing out and a lot of times we go certain places because we fear that we're going to miss out right and then the older you get you realize you don't really miss out on anything you don't want to be at anyway and you don't really miss out on anything that like doesn't serve you the way you think it's going to and I think fear of going out it's like of course don't stay inside because of fear you have to be able to rationally work through fear because you can't live a life full of fear all the time but at the same time you have to honor yourself and your feelings and kind of navigate this new time and navigate okay I did all of this self-reflection over these past few months I've learned so much about myself over the past few months I don't really know what I want to do next I don't really know what makes me happy and you don't have to like sit down after this podcast make a list write it out figure it out right now but there are certain things you should take note of and there are certain feelings you should clock and you should be able to empathize with yourself make sure to take care of yourself as you slowly take baby steps into this new chapter of your life me personally I kind of think 2020 is fucked I kind of think it's not going to feel normal until fucking 2021, but I'm not going to hide inside my house until 2021. I'm going to push myself to take those little steps, but I'm also going to honor myself and my boundaries. If I don't feel comfortable doing something, whether it's because of the virus or because of my anxiety, I'm not going to push myself and then make myself feel bad and shame myself and do things because everyone else is doing them. I'm going to be in charge of my life. I'm going to really, you know, make sure I'm leaning into certain things and make sure I'm staying on top of it and still being a good person and connecting with people I love but at the same time like if I realize that something didn't serve me during this time I'm not just gonna start doing it again because the world is opening back up I'm gonna honor that decision over quarantine I'll use an example if that doesn't make sense let's say I realized going to events didn't serve me anymore I realized that there's more important things in life than going to events I don't have fun at them I don't miss them The thought of going to them gives me anxiety. The way that I'm going to honor that and I'm going to move forward in that way is I'm going to remember that feeling. I'm going to clock it. And in order to grow, I'm going to honor it and I'm going to set a boundary. Are there certain events I'm going to have to go to? Of course. But do I have to say yes to everything when I genuinely now know it doesn't make me happy? It's not something I get excited about. It's not something I come home glad I went to no I'm gonna now pick and choose thoughtfully what I go to and what I say yes to because it's my energy it's my life and it's my time now that I've had all this time with myself I know that it's not as scary as I thought it was spending time with myself it's not as scary having to stay inside and be alone with my thoughts or alone with just my phone or whatever it is I'm actually a lot stronger than I thought and yes of course there are things I miss but if there are things that I really didn't like that much before but I was going because I had fear of missing out or what if what if what if I'm gonna have boundaries now I'm not gonna do things that maybe I thought I had to do and now I realize like I'm okay without those things I'm not gonna go running back to them I'm going to remember how I feel now so that as I navigate moving forward, I can grow and become even more mature and more self-sufficient and more confident in my choices and my lifestyle. I think it's really important to just honor 
the realizations and the self-discovery that we've made through quarantine, whether it's even just routines. Okay. It made me a lot happier doing this every day in quarantine. How do I incorporate that into my new normal? If I have to start leaving the house more, but I really liked doing this thing at home. How do I incorporate that in real life? It could even be just like, oh, I was so much more connected with my friends that don't live in the state. How do I make sure I stay connected to them once life starts getting busy again? It's remembering those little things that were actually positive about this experience and actually bringing them to the next chapter. We don't have to abandon everything and go back to the way things exactly were. We can merge into this new chapter with patience and understanding and just kindness and empathy and just really take it slow and go at our own pace and not beat ourselves up and have these crazy expectations. I personally don't have expectations right now. Change scares the shit out of me. My family is finally leaving, (laughs) finally, but it scares the shit out of me. Am I excited to have my house back and like start creating some new routines and, you know, have a little time to myself? Yeah, but I get scared just thinking about it. Like I just had a wave of energy go through my body that just like made me feel like completely like nauseous. Like, oh my God, that gives me anxiety. But I can't keep my family here forever because I'm scared. I have to grow and I have to enter this new chapter. But now knowing that and clocking that feeling, I know how important my family is to me. So I'm not going to let all these months go by again where I think work is so important and I don't have time to see my family. Do you know how many fucking things I've missed out on because I think work and being in LA is so much more important than getting back home to Chicago? That's not flying anymore. Maybe there will be something that's super important. I can't move it. Of course. We have to work. We have to pay our bills. We have to do certain things. We have responsibilities. But now I know what really is important and what I do need to prioritize more. And it's just a shift in thinking. And I think when you're shifting as well, you don't have to beat yourself up about it. And you don't have to be like, well, my friends don't feel this way. So like, maybe I'm being crazy. Okay, well, guess what? You're not your friends. The more you spend time around them, of course, you're going to be like them. But you don't have to be them completely. You have different friends for different things and you don't have to do everything your friends do. I think you have to find a healthy balance, of course, because you don't want to self-isolate, but you don't have to do everything that they do. You don't have to make every decision that they make. Same thing with your family. You're not your family. You're not your parents. You're not your siblings. You have to find the relationships that really build you up, prioritize those, and just know what the other ones are for and that's okay. I think everyone needs to take like a deep breath and realize that there seems like there's so much we need to make decisions about right now and we don't. Everything's gonna be okay if you don't make a firm decision about something that feels like the end of the world right now, especially when it also feels like the world is simultaneously ending. It's gonna be okay. If you're not sure what to do with a relationship, if you're not sure what to do with work, if you're not sure what to do with your goddamn self, You are not alone. No one fucking knows what's going on. And you need to take things at your own pace. You need to honor the realizations and the self-reflection that you've had in order to grow. You are not going to grow if you don't honor the feelings that you have felt over these past few months. And you have to know that it's okay and that it's not about figuring it out right now so many of you guys message me saying I don't know if I should break up with my boyfriend or not because during the quarantine da 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 calm down calm down move through it figure it out talk it out you don't need to build it up and make it it's so crazy I need to figure it out right now what do I do calm down calm down you're gonna work 
through it, whether it's good or bad, you're going to get through it either way. So be gentle, be patient, go slow, take baby steps. You don't need to bust out. Was it nice being able to get a majority of my beauty treatments done in one week? Yeah, but my acne didn't clear up overnight and I'm not getting abs overnight. I still got work to do. My hair might be blonde, but that's about the only thing I got going for me right now when it comes to looks. So let's calm down. Calm down. All right, guys, speaking of calm down, let's get to some of your emails. Before we jump into your emails, I want to talk to you guys about Molecule. This is something that I wanted for so long. It is air purification reinvented for every room in any home. They are reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. If you guys don't have an air purifier, like you need it. It's not like you want it. You need it. I feel disgusting if I don't have an air purifier, but I'm also like a germaphobe and I also just have allergies, whatever. It's fine. Molecule air purifiers are designed to help protect homes, businesses, and medical spaces. So you know they're destroying the pollutants and providing clean air. Who doesn't want clean air? Why don't you want clean air? Molecule air purifiers destroy the widest range of pollutants compared to traditional air purifiers, including viruses, bacteria, mold, allergens, and chemicals in the air. We're all spending a lot of time indoors, but did you know that indoor air can actually be up to five times worse than outdoor air? Global air pollution is also worsening at an ever-increasing rate. Over 80% of people living in urban areas that monitor air pollution are exposed to air quality below the World Health Organization standards. So clean indoor air is more important than ever. Obviously, I love having clean air because I have allergies and I'm just like that, but Molecule also meets the performance criteria in FDA guidelines for use during COVID-19. The patented Pico technology in molecule devices has been able to destroy viruses for years. I'm obsessed with their design. The molecule air purifiers don't look like other purifiers. They're beautifully designed. Think of molecule as like the apple of air purifiers. Not only is the technology inside revolutionary, but the units themselves look sleek and modern. It complements any room in your home or office, all while destroying viruses, mold, allergens, and bacteria discreetly and effectively. Seriously, if you guys haven't a picture of this thing it is so freaking bougie fabulous obsessed and molecule air purifiers don't just capture these offenders they destroy them molecules pico technology has been tested vetted and proven you guys need to go check this out with my promo code mood you can get 10 percent off your first air purifier order visit m-o-l-e-k-u-l-e.com and at checkout enter code mood rest easy knowing all of your air is clean it's destroyed destroyed and it's pure all right let's jump into some of your emails if you guys want advice during the my mood section all you have to do is email mood with lauren elizabeth at gmail.com with your mood and i will give you advice to the best of my moody ability dear lauren hashtag my mood is torn I'm torn between two boys and have no clue what to do. I'm torn between the boy I am dating and I'm happy with. Ooh, and an old fling that didn't work out multiple times, in large part due to timing. I'm dating a boy that makes me so happy and loves me so much, but for some reason I'm caught up in the idea of another boy. I'm stuck on the what ifs of wondering what would have happened if that fling had worked out. We've always stayed close friends and never been on bad terms with one another. The main reason why we've never worked out is the bad timing and us getting back with exes. I know he has a 
soft spot for me and he is single right now and I find myself constantly wanting to reach out to him but I don't know how because I'm with someone I feel guilty even wondering what if I don't know how to navigate this situation I'm so torn on what to do because I don't want to make the wrong decision and lose both of them my first piece of advice is the common trigger word what if I like to always say we cannot think in what ifs I think it is just an unhealthy way to think I know that what ifs can sometimes be fun and exciting but a lot of times they they tend to bring up this like torn anxiety so when you're thinking the what ifs you need to really also be checking yourself and think okay is this like a realistic what if or is this just me being like thinking in la la land fairy tale what if like what if we fall in love and i have babies and it's so special first things first are you thinking what ifs because you're genuinely unhappy in your relationship you have to really distinguish it because i think even when you're in a relationship you you can see a cute boy and be like oh my god like what if like he's kind of my type like yeah like that's cool are you genuinely looking for something else is this something that's underlying You also don't want to make it too big in your head. Like just because you feel guilty for thinking what ifs, like we're all human and we all like have these human nature characteristics that we think weird things sometimes. So I wouldn't like beat yourself up about it in a sense of making an issue out of nothing. But that doesn't mean you can just not address it if you really can't stop thinking about it. I think you have to realize how bad is this? Like, how much am I thinking about this other guy? How much am I really like in my gut feeling like I should talk to this guy? I think you have to really like break it down in your mind of how much is it really about the old fling and how much is it really about the current boyfriend? Because are you really unhappy with the current boyfriend and that's why you're thinking about the old fling or is the old fling just kind of like a lingering thing and you just kind of tend to think about the what ifs because like why not right a lot of times with the what ifs about the old flings they're just not realistic and like if it's meant to be it would have been or it would still be so I think you had to really like you said think are you willing to lose your boyfriend because this could be the greatest love of your life or are these really just like what ifs because I mean don't we all think what ifs sometimes because like they're a common human way to think about things but they don't always really get us anywhere you have to tell yourself to stop fucking thinking in what ifs and enjoy what you have or you have to recognize that maybe what you have is not what you want and you should just say fuck it either way if I lose this guy I'm not going to be that mad because he wasn't really right for me and if I get the old fling in the process that's great but either way I made the right decision or you're just taking yourself down a rabbit hole where you're going to be like fuck what did I do this is for you to decide not for me to decide but I hope maybe speaking to you logically can help you with your thought process Hashtag my mood is stressed about starting therapy for the first time. I've had pretty bad anxiety for years now and I finally gained the courage to reach out to a therapist near me. While I'm looking forward to beginning, I'm also so anxious about how it will go, what to expect, and mostly opening up about my deepest, darkest, anxious feelings and thoughts to a complete stranger as I've never done it before. I'd really appreciate any advice you have before I begin sessions when the coronavirus goes down and can start. Have I answered this already? I don't know if I have. Either way, I'm going to give you a fresh new take. When it comes to starting therapy, I think it's completely normal to be anxious like if you're not anxious about starting therapy you're probably a narcissist that just wants to talk about yourself and like you're gonna uncover that anyway or you just I don't know maybe it just doesn't scare you I'm I'm just I'm just messing around but when it comes to starting therapy sometimes like you're always gonna have anxiety like 
I love my therapist and I love therapy, but sometimes I'll still get anxious knowing I have therapy later. It just it, it's something that comes along with being anxious and and knowing you have to be vulnerable and have to feel things and have to work through things when usually it's easier to not deal with them. So it's so normal and natural to be anxious about therapy, let alone starting it, especially when you've never done it before. It is totally, totally normal. I think something you're going to learn is that a there's a therapist for everyone that it's like dating if you don't click and you don't like it, it, there's no shame in it. You can always start again and find a new therapist. I think that a lot of people think they have to just reveal all their deepest, darkest secrets right away. If that's your style, that's totally okay. If you just need to get things off your chest and just word vomit, they are there to listen. But also a lot of the real work and progress in therapy takes a lot of time. And you're not just going to have to start diving deep into these crazy things like right off the bat. Like you can ease into it and get to like know therapy and know your therapist and start talking through stuff. And when you're afraid to talk about a lot of the things that you think about because of anxiety, it might seem scary, but honestly, it's the best thing ever to talk about it to a stranger. That's a licensed therapist because they will make you feel less crazy. Like that is not only their job, but they're fucking good at it. Like you're going to say all this shit that you're so afraid to say. And once your therapist starts talking, they're instantly going to make you feel so much better because they're going to be like, listen, that's just anxiety. Like it's not you talking. It's the anxiety monster in your head. And this is why your brain goes to that place and blah, blah, blah. Like it's literally just going to make you feel so much better. So I know it's scary because new things always are, but I promise you, you're going to the right place. You're going to a judgment-free zone that has a shit ton of tools that they're literally just going to offer you on a fucking silver platter. Like, of course, you're going to have to do the work and picking up those tools and using them, but they are there to help you and guide you and be there for you. Like, they're not going to judge you. And if you don't feel that connection and that support with your therapist, there are so many therapists. That's the best part. You can just go find a different one. But either way, just at least kind of give it a chance and know that like, yes, it's scary, but it's going to be worth it. And you're going to look back and be like, I can't believe I was scared to say those things because like those weren't even a big deal. And you're going to do such incredible work. It takes such a strong person to go to therapy because it means you really want to put in the work on yourself and be an even better version of yourself. And that takes a shit ton of courage and balls. And like, those are the fucking great people in this world. I think everyone should be required to go to therapy. Therapy, but hey, we aren't, and it's a personal choice. And the fact that you're making it is fucking incredible. Hey, Lauren, hashtag my mood is anonymous question. That doesn't make sense, but I love it. But basically, I've just been dumped by a boy of three years, and I'm completely, completely heartbroken. It's so tough for me to even want to do anything because everything seems to remind me of him. I feel like every day is pointless, but I want to enjoy my days. It just feels impossible, even when I'm with my friends and family. Do you have any advice to cope on a healthier mindset? Please and thank you. So many of you guys have asked for advice on breakups in the queue. And I just have to say my heart goes out to you. It is probably the worst time in history to have to go through a breakup because like there you have no control of the situation that we're in just give yourself a pat on the back knowing that like you got through today like no matter what you are sitting here listening to this podcast you got yourself to turn on this podcast like you got yourself through something you got yourself through 45 minutes of just pure insanity with Lauren Elizabeth like that is something to give yourself a pat on the back for 
did I say pat on the bat? Whatever. Getting through breakups are so fucking hard. It seems like there's like no joy in anything. Everything's going to remind you of that person. It's going to be really hard to find distractions, especially when you can't leave your house. You can't see your friends as much. I think the best advice for getting through a breakup right now is to focus on what's right in front of you, to take those social media breaks, to lean on those around you. You can even say to your friends and family like, hey, this reminds me of this person. Like talk through it. Don't manifest it all in your head. Just talk through it. They're, the people that love you are going to want to help get you through this. They're going to be like, oh shit, this reminds you of him. Okay, fuck it. Let's do something else. Or you can just say like, I need a distraction. Can we do something? And maybe they'll just like be like, hey, like let's watch TV. Let's play a game. Like let's do something together. Don't be afraid to lean on other people. I know sometimes it's hard for people to ask for help. It is for me personally. And sometimes you just have to force yourself to ask for help, to ask for companionship, to ask for a little extra love and support. And it's okay. And though people that will love you will tell you like, hey, okay, you've been moping around for way too long. You got to get your head up. Like, let's go. But when it's fresh, like, of course you're going to mope around. It's going to fucking suck. And that's okay. You can have those days where you cry. You can have the days where you feel shitty. But make sure you're at least leaning on people in the process so they can kind of hold you accountable. They can guide you through it. And then you can start to slowly but surely build yourself back up and grow from it and be a better version of yourself because of it. You can't be down in the dumps forever. The pity party's got to get shut down eventually. But go through the steps. Like get through the steps of each phase of okay I'm gonna be sad today I'm gonna feel nothing today I'm gonna have a glass of wine tomorrow and then I'm gonna go on a walk like you gotta walk before you can run so like you don't have to just get out guns blazing like download a dating app like all that stuff like that's crazy take baby steps in this process too it's okay to be sad but you can't be sad forever so you have to start clinging on to the things that are making you happy and really when you do smile or you do laugh clock it note it be like yes I smiled like good for me pat on the back yes I laughed like that felt good I want to feel that more and then you'll start searching for those moments more instead of searching for the sad ones and searching for the things that remind you of your ex-boyfriend like do you know how many things used to remind me of my ex-boyfriend I don't even think of that motherfucker anymore I don't I wish him well I have no hard feelings for him if I saw him, I'd be like, do you want to get coffee? But that's because I was able to get through it. And now I'm in such a healthy place. So try to be like, okay, for my future self, I want to make sure I get through this the right way. It's not going to be easy right now. I know I'm going to look back on it and be like, haha, whatever. But right now it sucks. Guess what? It does suck right now. It's allowed to suck right now. But at least know that you have to do little things for yourself so that in the future you're not like, oh, wow, I've been depressed ever since my boyfriend dumped me. Like, uh, no, loserville party of one you don't want to be the mayor of loserville so let's go come on take the steps the baby steps you're gonna be okay and i know you don't want to hear it because you don't feel okay right now so fucking have a glass of wine call one of your girlfriends and say i need a distraction i need to do something when you laugh fucking enjoy it get on tiktok get some laughs all right start curating that for you page to make you smile that's what i've done guys we're all going through it we always are that's why we have mood because we're all a bunch of moody bitches we have good moods we have bad moods we have mood boosters 
And honestly, we're all pretty much in the same boat a lot of the time. So be nice to yourself the same way you would want to be nice to others. And if you're not being nice to others, it's probably because you're not being nice to yourself. So be nice to yourself. Jesus. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sorry I had a shitty week. It's all right. I took my doll today. I got my hair done. It's all right. We're going to get through it. We're going to be okay. It's the highs and the lows and it's all the moods in between. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to give me five stars on the Apple podcast store. It would really mean a lot to me. I'm sure you have nothing else to do right now, so you might as well do it. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hit me up on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth and at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth so I know you're listening and we can chat and we can connect. It's really my favorite thing to do is to talk to you guys on Instagram, not really anything else to be completely honest. So hit me up and don't forget to support my podcast sponsors. I curate them myself. And it also supports me and this podcast and us by supporting them. So thank you guys so much for listening. You are my life. I love you. Goodbye. Talk to you next week. Bye.